The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is all about counterfeit toys. Are children still at risk? We'll be talking about the issues of counterfeit materials and products and how they continue to be a topic of interest to industry and consumers. It is enough of an issue that every TV network in the world continues to run articles on this subject and how it has become the crime of choice for our city gangs and international terrorists. Reportedly, it has a better profit margin than drugs and human trafficking today. The most recent of these TV articles was aired yesterday, March 31st, on the WCBS-TV New York News Channel during their 11 p.m. broadcast. I'm not quite sure why it was so late, but uh, nonetheless, it was the 11 p.m. broadcast. My guest today, Mr. Rod, Todd Kramer, Rod, Rod Todd, actually Mr. Todd Kramer, he'll get me in a minute for that. And I were interviewed for this news article along with a number of other folks. The interview was done in conjunction with a recent fact-finding trip that Todd and I took to New York to see just how dangerous the situation could be. I'm not going to uh, belabor this too much, but let me start by reminding folks Todd has been a uh, guest on the show before. And as a native New Yorker, was kind enough to introduce me to uh, a section of the city that I'd never been before. And with that in, uh, in perspective, I first want to address our sponsors. Today's show is being brought to you by our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, and Secure Components, LLC. Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM led the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program, used today by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance with the European Union's Restriction of Hazardous Substance Laws, and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company 
visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Our other sponsor is Secure Components, LLC, an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. The IECQ CAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081-6081 standard. When you need... Uh, when you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. And if you have any hesitation on any of what I just said about Secure Components, let me introduce you now to their CEO, Mr. Todd Kramer. Todd, are you with me? Good afternoon, Stan. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome, Todd, and I uh, certainly appreciate taking time out of your your busy schedule. And hopefully, we can get uh, get through the today's show before you have to depart for uh, an airplane ride. Well, uh, well, let's get right into it then, Stan. Okay. Let me uh, let me just remind folks. Todd is the uh, CEO and co-founder of Secure Components, located just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a little town called Norristown. Uh, as an industry veteran of supply chain to the Department of Defense and Aerospace Community, Todd is a member of the international groups and committees such as SAE G19C, the United States National Committee. Uh, International Working Group 6, that's the USNCIECQ, the International Group Working Group 6 on Counterfeit Avoidance. In addition, uh, as chairman and and co-founder of the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, which we'll talk more about today, he travels extensively with the International Electrotechnical Commission industry-wide Todd collaborates with Fortune 100 companies participating in the development of International Electrotechnical Commission. What a mouthful. Quality systems. Uh, Todd, again, it's a pleasure to have you here, and I cannot uh, say enough for how much I learned working with you a week or so ago in New York. Um, Let me me help our audience understand. Uh, As I mentioned in the intro... Uh, the introduction of today's show, uh, Todd and I were featured uh, or invited to participate, I guess would be a better way to say it, in a news article that was presented by the WCBS uh, New York TV station, the news station. And in conjunction with that, Todd introduced me to part of New York, uh, an area of New York City that I'd never been before. And uh, rather than me trying to explain it, other than it was an awesome trip and learned a lot, uh, Todd, talk to me. Uh, talk to our audience, actually. Share with them what uh, what you shared with me. Well, uh, you know, I certainly feel comfortable when I uh, put on my New York accent and don't have to really hold back anymore because that really is the, the town that I, uh, I was born and uh, raised right outside of uh, the city. So, uh, you know... As a current resident of Philadelphia, uh, although a great city uh, in its own, uh, as everyone could probably attest to, there's quite nothing like being back at home and being able to show off your city. So 
Um, we had a, a great time uh, being able to uh, roam the streets of downtown Manhattan, where, um, as most, uh, I think pretty much uh, a lot of people have heard of Canal Street, uh, may not really have a good picture of Canal Street. I'm hoping that I'll be able to paint one. Um, but Canal Street is uh, in Lower Manhattan, not too far from the, uh, where, the where the World Trade Center was. And um, it really connects kind of like the east side to the west side. Um, and, and that whole, the whole street called Canal Street is pretty much littered with uh, vendors that, um, you know, I don't want to call them retail stores because I don't really quite think that that fits the bill. Um, no. I was actually doing a little bit of uh, YouTubing before the show here and, and trying to see if, uh, if there was any good videos to kind of point out, and there certainly is. So if any of your listeners want to uh, YouTube and, and put in their shop in Canal Street in New York City, there are some you know, fabulous uh, videos of people really getting excited, looking at all these incredible uh, you know, toys and handbags and perfumes and jackets and T-shirts and all these types of souvenirs. And they're really excited because in their you know, mind, they're seeing this, you know, three for 20, two for 10, and they're just like, wow, look at all these great gifts that I could bring back to, you know, our sons, our daughters, our grandchildren, and, you know, without even a thought in their mind, um, you know, this could really be a potential hazard, and I'm sure that we'll be able to get into that. So, yes, and uh, that that's a point that uh, we do want to make. While, while our trip was extremely... Um, Eye-opening for me. Uh, on some hand, on some, in some ways, it was actually reminiscent of many trips I've taken around the world to various cities that have a an area where um, I'll call them vendors. Uh, some of them are street vendors. Some of them are uh, I'll call them brick and mortar type stores. I mean, they actually are a building with with shelves and doors and windows and so forth. Uh, but they do sell a, a wide variety of things, and that's part of our show today. What Todd, uh, Todd and I did was we actually went down, and while we were, while I was getting introduced to a bit more of the city, we purchased some things along the way. And again, reminiscent of many places I've been in the world, uh, and, and I have to give a lot of credit to Todd right now because uh, Todd is, in fact, a master at negotiation skills. Where I might have been willing to pay $20 for something, Todd was sure that it was really something we could get for 5 Well, and, when you're dealing with uh, <laughs> uh, vendors that are not dealing with real authorized uh suppliers and manufacturers that are held to certain standards, cheap materials can be used and therefore, hey, in their opinion, this probably costs them less than a buck and whatever they can get for it is all profit. So, you know, when you're, when you're offered a, a watch on the street for 75 bucks, trust me, you can get it for a lot less. Yes. And you actually demonstrated that as we talked to, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but uh, as we talked to some of the vendors and uh, walked to Heather and Jan, if you will, uh, it was interesting to see how many 
different people were selling what appeared to be the very same thing uh, with a very uh, amount of uh, the, a very difference between what they were asking and what they were willing to sell for. Todd, before we get to this, let me back us up a minute because there's a gentleman you introduced me to that turns out to be a, a personal contact of yours that I, I need to let folks know about. Uh, and that's Mr. Jacob uh, Jacoby. Uh, he goes by the name of Jack. And uh, Jack is uh, a very, very interesting gentleman. Uh, let me start there, and Todd, before I say much more, uh, your comments, and then... Sure. Uh, uh, I actually have the real honor and pleasure of knowing Jack uh, for quite some time, uh, as, uh, as actually to be a family friend. And, um, you know, he has always been, uh, as, as far as our family is concerned, pretty much the smartest person that we've known, uh, quite successful, uh, has had just tremendous amounts of accomplishments, and I'll let you maybe get into some of those to kind of give the audience an idea of who we're talking about. But, I mean, when I was, you know, younger, the way that my parents had introduced me to him was that, you know, if somebody like uh, Coca-Cola had a uh, competitor that put a label that was kind of close or closely related, uh, he would go ahead and do a consumer survey, basically, um, you know, testify on behalf of companies such as, you know, those types of you know, behemoth companies and um, had, I think he has about an 80% success rate. So I thought it would be just really inter- interesting to have uh, you meet him and, and talk about what we've been doing. It certainly was extremely interesting. Um, Jack is a, well, let me, let me read a little bit of what I found on, on Jack after talking with him. He's been a he's been providing the te- providing testimony in U.S. district courts since the 1970s. Has been designing, conducting, and critiquing surveys. Um, preferred uh, preferred as evidence in U.S. district courts since the 1980s. He's written an awesome book, which I got to see, but it's not yet for out on the market, so I couldn't buy one or get him to, to give me the copy he had. But he's written a, an awesome book that is just a plethora of information, uh, case studies that he's been involved with. He's played a lead role in conducting well over 1,000 consumer marketing and communication uh, studies in support of litigation and provided oral testimony in more than several hundred matters. The guy is, it turns out, what, what was interesting here, you know, I'm from the West Coast, he's on the East Coast, Todd's closer to the East Coast, but uh, well, shall we say... Coast. Remember, my, my roots are still New York. That's true, so I'll, I'll leave you East Coast then for for the moment. Here's a gentleman that's definitely involved in intellectual property, counterfeiting, uh, the, the ongoing issues related to counterfeiting. And we just had an awesome time talking about his work and realizing just how close it is to what Todd and I do on a daily basis. Um, and I am absolutely want to have him. In fact, we've reached out and just talked about his being a, um, a guest on the show as well. 
And let me, uh, if you don't mind, let me just read quickly. When we got talking, he posed a question. One of, in fact, he posed four different questions. But I'll read you one just so you get an idea of what it is that uh, that Jack is, is uh, if you will, famous for. He raised the question, what if we told you, you the audience, or, or you the person, uh, there was a serious and rapidly emerging health hazard that is going to make some children and grandchildren, perhaps yours, seriously ill or kill them. And then told you there was something you could easily do to reduce or prevent the chances of this happening. Would you be interested? Well, I know I would be interested. I was just going to say, Todd, you're the father of two young men, uh, two young boys at the moment who will become two young men. Don't rush them, please. (laughs) They they grow up fast enough. And uh, yeah, I have a a two-year-old and a seven-year-old boy, uh, both boys. And, uh, you know, knowing what I know now, and seeing how elated people get by getting such a great deal. And, and don't get me wrong. You know, I want the best value that I could always get, no matter what, in business, in my personal life. But at the same time, I now realize that I really have to know who I am buying products from. And if I don't know who I am buying products from, I need to have some sort of vetting system, some way for me to feel comfortable that I know that I'm getting exactly what I think I'm buying. I think you know a little bit about that, Stan, right? Oh, I, I absolutely do. It, uh, it's what wakes me up every morning and uh, chases me down at, in the, at night. Um, let, let me uh, take a path here, a little bit of a path. Uh, when we were in New York, Todd and I... Uh, over a period of probably a couple of hours, wound up purchasing several items that we then uh, sent off to one of our member labs to have analyzed. We picked up a a charger, uh, looks very much like an iPhone type uh, smartphone charger. We picked up a child's watch. We also picked up uh, a bracelet. Actually, we bought a few of these, so we had more than one sample in some cases. We purchased a, a number of pens that had, uh, I believe it was the Eiffel, no, it was the Statue of Liberty on top of them. And uh, Todd just could not resist a name brand pair of sunglasses for a very inexpensive price. <laughs> right, Todd? Yep. And you wear them every day, right? <laughs> oh, these were just perfect for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. We, we bought these items. And like I say, we bought these. And the purpose for us picking these up was, in fact, uh, part of what we do on a regular basis through our uh, Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance program, as well as our Hazardous Substance Free program. And that is we purchase uh, randomly products and have them tested. And I'm going to uh, leave it at that for just a minute. We have to do a station identification. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what we found 
in the way of hazardous substances in those products that you and I might buy off the streets of New York. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. 5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Counterfeit Toys, Are Children Still at Risk? My guest, Todd Kramer, and I have been discussing the issues of counterfeit materials and products and how they continue to be a topic of interest to industry and consumers. It's a, it is enough of an issue that every TV network across the U.S. and even outside the U.S. continues to run stories on counterfeit as I've as we've discussed here on the station on the radio show before, the United Nations has gotten heavily involved with this over a number of years, and has actually started a campaign against uh, counterfeiting, particularly. And they've done that in part because it is quickly becoming the crime of choice for both gangs, terrorism. Um, it's really a way of feeding 
things with money, actually, money laundering, if you will, to a certain extent. With that said, Todd and I, as I mentioned earlier, and if you're coming back and joining us, I will get back to our points about the products we bought and the hazardous substances. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit with Todd about the uh, TV article, the news article that was done. Uh, Todd and I both got to spend a little time with the uh, station there in New York and talk about some of the things that um, they're reporting on today with counterfeit primarily, counterfeit electronics. Um, Todd, what was your what was your feelings about the show? Well, uh, you know, it, TV's always uh, interesting. It's uh, a lot different than when you have an hour uh, radio program where you can really talk your points out. And uh, of course, you're always depending on the uh, producers to make sure that they you know fully understand and uh, can execute on the story. So you got to be concise. You got to be compelling and efficient. And, um, you know, it was really interesting that we had the, uh, some of the products to bring into uh, the studio so they could shoot it. One being the, uh, the counterfeit iPhone that um, one of our camera members were able to uh, provide us with. And, um, you know, one of the other things that I really wanted to point out was uh, one of the cell phone chargers that uh, we bought on Canal Street. I think we paid less or just about five bucks for that uh, cell phone charger that's supposed to work with. Uh, an iPhone or one of your smartphones. Is that right? Th- that's right. It was actually priced. Uh, the price sticker was uh, seven dollars and ninety nine cents, and they sold it to us for five dollars. Even no tax. Even right? I, no, I don't think no, they no. were ta- <laughs> charging any kind of tax down on Canal Street. So um, yeah, I mean, it was great to be able to have uh, the the producer be able to you know zoom in on that and to really understand the dangers of simple consumer electronics that, you know, me and you both know this, that there was some, uh, there was a couple of um, Chinese folks in China that were um, charging their cell phones with uh, counterfeit product, and as they were uh, charging their phone, a phone call came in, and when they went to take the phone call, they were electrocuted, and literally, they got killed from that. So, right. you know, it's a serious, serious situation. Uh, both on the consumer level, and then when you take it another step to the business level and having to maintain or sustain life-critical applications, um, you know, a defibrillator needs to work wherever it is at the time that it needs to work. And there's just no second chances, you know, with, with those types of situations. So we were able to, um, you know, communicate that to to the newscast, and, uh, it was, you know, it's exciting to see... Uh, some, some headway, and really what we need to focus in now on uh, is solutions. Because, as you mentioned, there are several new newscasts uh, throughout the country, throughout the world, that has reported on counterfeit as being a problem, but we have not been able to really solidify on a solution. Hopefully, we, we have some of those answers for, for your audience. Yes, and I, I have done several of the uh, news interviews or TV interviews, uh, more outside the U.S., interestingly enough, than inside the U.S., but uh, CBS seems to be doing a tremendously good job of highlighting this. Uh, 60 Minutes did a a segment uh, some years ago now, KPIX uh, TV5 here in San Francisco Bay Area, where I'm usually at, 
I did another one, and that one was on uh, what was going on in Africa, in Ghana. Uh, There's been a number of these. I was particularly drawn to the one that uh, WCBS-TV New York did in that it actually was focused on electronics, but it highlighted the reality that it's not just electronics. Um, It's a a large problem, uh, runs the gamut of different industries, different types of products. As we mentioned, we bought uh, a Mickey Mouse watch that was uh, on the street that had all sorts of colorful cars and stuff on it. and maybe you want to talk a little bit about potentially what those um, the tests came out with. Yes, actually, yes. Um, I think we've probably left the audience hanging long enough. Uh, we we did buy a number of things. Like I said, we bought a charger, we bought a child's watch, and it was actually the cars, uh, it, and it was counterfeit. Uh, you know, clearly it was a counterfeit uh, toy. Well, you don't buy anything from Disney for five bucks. That's true. Could. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, there was a brace. There was actually several bracelets in there. There was uh, ink pens. With, like I said, with the um, Statue uh, of Liberty on them, and then the sunglasses that Todd just couldn't resist buying. Um, I doubt seriously that he'll wear them because they have excessive amounts of either cadmium or lead, and or lead. I won't bore everybody with the the absolute details, but what it turns out to be is you cannot produce these types of things, sell them for a dollar, two, or three, and expect them to be safe. I mean, that is, in fact, the bottom line. The one that's most disturbing, and this goes back to our children, uh, the child's watch uh, it has the rubber type uh, band on it. On that rubber type band, and we'll actually show a picture of this on our website, on the CAMA website and the HSF Mark website. Um, and we'll give you those websites here in a minute. But on both of those websites, we will actually show you pictures of these. But on the the brand, the band that the watch. Uh, holds, you know, you put it on your arm with, there's pictures or there's uh, emblems, if you will, of the cars, the ones yeah, in the... Like, uh, uh, all these different colorful cars, red, green, right. blue, uh, one of Disney's, you know, real colorful watches. Right, and I think it was OD or something like that, the, the way. These are all toxic. They exceed the acceptable limits in either uh, cadmium or lead as required by the European Union restriction of hazardous substance, they also exceed the limits of safety for um, the U.S. toy uh, requirements. So in both cases, uh, we're, su- we're, we're subject here to, unfortunately, buying something that a child really is going to want. They're going to see this. They're low on the shelf. If you remember, Todd, these were right mm-hmm. down at eye level for a five-year-old. They are absolutely going to be looked at, and the, your child is going to want them, or you're going to see them and want to get them for them. Because they're inexpensive, you can afford it. Unfortunately, you stand the risk of poisoning your child. 
skin. And I don't know how so, else to say that. You know, it, it, it's that. It's, and it's also, I mean, think about it. You were in New York for, what, a day? One night? I was in New York for one night, less than a full day. Okay, less than a full day. Now, I used to live in Manhattan, okay? I lived on, you know, 33rd between 2nd and 3rd, and um, Manhattan's expensive. When you go on vacation to Manhattan, it is astronomically expensive. And so what everyone does is they all have to get those I Love New York shirts. They've got to get the souvenirs. And, you know, if they went to the Disney store, they'd be paying $50, 60 $70 per item with some of yes. these things that we're talking about. But when you can go down to Canal Street and literally spend 100 bucks and get all the souvenirs for all your family and then some, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an appetizing thought. And, you know... We all want to get that you know, great deal, but we really need to take and pay attention, again, who we're buying the products from. How did they get that? How are they able to sell it? Did it just really fall off the truck? Is it really authentic stuff that someone stole? Well, then you're feeding crime. Or is it someone that's manufacturing something that's emulating a real product, doing it at half the cost, selling it for half the cost? Well, there should be another question being asked. If, if it's that cheap, is it really the real deal? So I, it, you really just need to take a step back and, and think about whether you're a business or a consumer, who are you buying the product from? Where did this come from? How can I possibly be getting a price this good? You know, as a follow-on to that, when I left New York, I went to uh, Washington, D.C. to participate in an international program where they, there was uh, 10 countries, uh, these are Asian countries, emerging countries, that came together. And we were talking about counterfeit, we were talking about uh, hazardous substance, talking about all these same subjects. But what really, really struck me was the reports given by Homeland Security. One of the inspectors, uh, chief inspectors of Homeland Security, did a presentation and one of the things that he pointed out, which, uh, you know, I really understand and I know it's happening. It just, it brings you back to reality when you hear somebody else talking about it. The people doing the counterfeiting have learned that the charging of this, uh, when they charge people for the products, when they put it in as a $5 part or product and it uh, normally sells for 50 or or $100, uh, people are suspect of it. So what they're now doing is if it normally sells for $100, uh, they're selling it for 75 25% discount. Ooh. And when you see that on the Internet, and here's where your risk even goes higher than Canal Street. You go to Canal Street and it's obvious. In my mind, it becomes obvious that you're dealing with uh, an environment that, this is a known thing going on. It breeds it. It just totally yeah. breeds it. Mm-hmm. But when you get on the internet and you start purchasing off the internet and you see this great deal for a product that is 25% discounted, you can easily believe that that's a, a real product. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I see them all the time. We've got, we see ads for bags and things, you know. And, uh, you know, you might not even know that this really retails for 2000 and they're selling it for 300 $400. You're thinking, wow, 
getting a pretty good deal here. You know, can't be can't be fake if it's four hundred dollars. That's you never know. And the profit margins are extraordinary for the counterfeiters, uh, the producers of these fake products. And again, I'm going to go back to Canal Street with Todd. And Todd, one of the things, go back to in time, 1980s, I was traveling at that time to to Asia, uh, particularly to Hong Kong, a fair bit doing supply chain uh, quality management. And one of the things you could readily do for five to ten dollars, you could pick up a a fake Rolex watch, and in those days, it was kind of a challenge to to do or a neat thing to do. Bring your wife home a, a very inexpensive but looked like Rolex. They have gotten so sophisticated today. I thought I would try this, and uh, Todd and I went walking down, and I guess if we had one, we had five people offer us watches. <laughs> five, ten, at least. Uh, and, and it wasn't just offering us a watch, but it was offering us uh, almost any brand you wanted. Well, I to, happen- give, to give a picture, it wasn't like they opened up a briefcase and had the briefcase with like 25 watches. They had brochures, pamphlets, page after page. Diamonds without diamonds, gold without gold, That's right. silver, platinum. I mean, you could name any type of watch, any design you wanted, and they had it. Yes. I mean, it was just simply walking three blocks to the north, one block to the left, wait here for 10 minutes. A runner starts running into a building. You don't know where they're going, where they're coming from. And all of a sudden, they come out, poof, 10 minutes later, the exact watch that you know you picked out from this pamphlet. Not only that, but it felt real. It looked real. They, oh, yeah. demonst- they, they demonstrated the movement felt real. I mean, it was yeah. amazing. They pounded, it, they pounded it in your palm to feel the vibrations of the battery that's supposed to work, uh, right? The, the battery in there. It's, um, it wasn't, uh, um, what was the word I'm looking for, Stan? It's actually the, uh, the movement. Uh, those are battery. Those are watches without batteries, so it's the mm-hmm. the, the uh, inducer that they have in them that creates right. the the power. But when you pounded it against, I mean, you felt it. It felt heavy. I mean, it was legitimately yes. uh, probably close to the same weight as a, as a real Rolex. Right, and these are typically a five to ten thousand dollar watch that was being offered. Uh, they started out, I believe, at hundred and what, hundred and thirty, hundred twenty. They started out at a hundred and something, and very quickly were down to about a fifty dollar price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, fifty dollars is more than I wanted to spend for the ability to go test it to see if it was really authentic or not. But knowing that it wasn't, it it really wasn't worth that type of an investment at the time. So, it was interesting. It definitely was. And again, this this all keeps coming back to what do we do? And it kind of comes back to Jack's question. What what is it? How do we address this? If you if we told you there was something you could easily do that would save the country billions. Remember this is this is in fact 
at this time reported as uh, a 250 billion U.S. dollars uh, going into the terrorism and crime pockets. That's what's reported by the uh, United Nations. If you go to other reports, it climbs up to as much as 600 billion on a on an international level uh, from an economy point of view. It's a 600 billion dollar industry. And I read a report uh, from Homeland Security that it is actually targeted or expected to go to 1.7 trillion by 2016. You know, Stan, it's hard to kind of wrap your hands around numbers like that. I mean, they're just so astronomical. But, you know, when you come to think about the fact that, you know, the U.S. military, the finest military in the world, has reported so many counterfeit components, close to a million. That is infiltrated Todd, if, the supply chain. If I could get you to hold right there for just a second, don't go away. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat.com at eccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat 
S-A-L-O-T, at ECCCorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Dan Salat. Our show today is about counterfeit toys. Are children still at risk? My guest, Todd Kramer, and I have been discussing uh, a trip to New York, the counterfeit toys and things we purchased along the way. We've also been talking about the WCBS-TV New York news channel where we were interviewed uh, on subjects related to counterfeit materials, counterfeit components, and uh, counterfeit products, both electronic and otherwise. We had a bit of show and tell while we were there. We shared with uh, the producer and the news anchor what we're involved in with the uh, Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance and the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance programs and how we're working to uh, try and educate the consumer and industry uh, buyers and help them, um, help all of us, if you will, change the way things are done and try and reduce the counterfeiting that goes on. Just before the break, we were talking about the work that Todd does in the military, and I'm going to let Todd uh, jump back in there. Todd only has about three or four minutes left, so uh, Todd, if you want to pick up where you left off, I'd certainly appreciate it, and I think our audience would uh, like to hear what you were saying. Sure. Well, uh, like I was saying, Stan, the U.S. military, the finest military in the world, uh, has some complex uh, supply chain, lots of checks and balances, and as uh, some of the reports that have come out uh, in the last couple of years, there's been over one million counterfeit components that have infiltrated the supply chain. And I was saying, you know, if, if it could happen to the finest military in the world, you're sure that it could happen to other industries and other types of products um, that are not as diligent as the U.S. military. And so, you know, we come to trying to figure out, well, what is the solution? How do, you know, you maintain and sustain legacy applications such as aircrafts and defense-related uh, equipment. At the same time, how do you maintain and make sure that when you're on uh, a trip to New York that you're buying really safe products for your children and souvenirs for your kids? And I think what the idea or the answer to, to, to our question is through internationally certified programs. And you've made a couple of mentions of the work that you have been involved with uh, over the years with regards to hazardous substances and now the counterfeit avoidance. And, you know, that's, that's along the lines of how it can feasibly get done, uh, where buyers uh, could be more intelligent on their decision-making and how companies could financially uh, not be burdened with having to vet their own supply chain out and they can then relay or rely on uh, third-party accredited certifications. Yeah, that that really is an important distinction. And I remember the uh, the intern during the interview asked us that question about how how does one know if they're out buying that they're buying from a reputable organization or dealer? Yeah, we looked at each other. We're like, "Wow, smart intern." <laughs> yes, very smart intern. And the the unfortunate part is that with the internet today, 
the only way that you do have is through some sort of international, and it has to be international to work. Uh, this idea that you can buy from an authorized dealer, what's to say the authorized dealer isn't counterfeiting? Very true. Very and true. They, they can counterfeit their authorization just as easily as anything else. So the, really the only thing that we can rely on, uh, first and foremost, if it sounds too good to be true, the probability is it's not true. So count on yourself to, to ferret out those differences. But then you really have to look for organizations that do have um, the ability to demonstrate that they've gone through a certification program, a qualification program where they have been vetted by a third party. And obviously, with industry, you might want to use a second party, but it should all be based on a set of standards that are agreed to internationally. So, with that said, uh, again, Todd, I want to thank you for uh, your participation in the show today. Um, you know, it's with it's people like you that help make this show uh, a success and viable. Sorry, Stan, I got cut out there for a second there. Yeah, okay. I was just commenting that I was appreciating your taking the time again today. I know you're a busy person. Yeah, uh, I you're off catch a flight, so... I really appreciate you having me on, Stan. Uh, always, always a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to hearing, hopefully, uh, your conversation with Jack, who I think would be a real instrumental uh, bonus for the listeners to, to, to really identify the, the problems that everyone is really facing. It's tough, to, it's tough to explain to someone things that they're not even know, uh, things that they don't even know that they don't know yet. And uh, Jack will do a great job helping us you know, bring that to fruition. Absolutely agree with that, and uh, look forward to having Jack. I've asked the uh, asked my production manager to uh, set up that interview with Jack, and hopefully within the next week or two we can make that happen. Yeah. Uh, travel safely. It. Okay. Thank travel you. safely and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Okay. As we've been talking, I've mentioned a few times about the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance. Uh, the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance is a not-for-profit organization that's, that's come together to actually provide um, a forum, if you will, for companies to learn how to become qualified as, uh, with the ability to demonstrate their compliance with counterfeit avoidance. All of this is meant to help us reach a point where we can buy products that are clearly identified as either counterfeit-free or hazardous substance and hazardous substance-free. Uh, these are both something that needs to happen. Uh, we have got to reach that point where when we look on the website, and I'll point out uh, the Energy Star Recently, and I say recently, in the last couple of years, Energy Star went through a transition where they had been relying on self-declarations. Uh, simply as a manufacturer, I could sign up and, and say I was uh, producing Energy Star products or Energy Star compliant products. And then they found out that that wasn't always quite true. So they put in place as part of their program a certification process. The European Union is finding the same problems exist. 
within the European Union, the restriction of hazardous substance rules, while people claim to be compliant, uh, reality is that their compliance is subject to question. Recent reports are indicating that the European Union is still seen. Even after uh, 10 years now, or almost 10 years of having the Rojas Directives, the Restriction of Hazardous Substance Directives in place, they're still seeing between a 60 and 75% failure rate of products that claim to be uh, compliant with the Restriction of Hazardous Substances. So our work is by no means done. We still have a lot of work to do. If you've been watching the news recently, you'll also note that uh, recent reports just last week, as it turns out, were indicating that autism is on a, on a sharp increase. Uh, I forget the actual numbers, but I think it's upwards of 1 in 68 now, where it used to be 1 in 70 or 80 uh, children were being diagnosed with uh, autism or similar issues uh, with aut- like autism, uh, that has risen now to uh, one in, I'm sorry, it was backwards, one in 30, one in 40, it has now risen to one, um, I was right the first time, I'm correcting myself once again, it's down to one in 68 was the recent report. Uh, we, we do know that lead is one of the contributors to autism. And as I have shared with you in the past, um, I have done a small video that's on uh, the HSF website that talks about a personal uh, situation where I believe autism uh, actually affected my own family. Having grown up with lead in my life because of my father being a plumber, that was something that, uh, again, is uh, personal uh, from my standpoint. As we draw close uh, close to the close of the show, I want to remind folks that our show is made possible by our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, and Secure Components, LLC. Business and Quality Process Management provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools, and can be found at bqpm.com. Secure Components, an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Uh, When you need quality and you need uh, counterfeit-free components, you want to have uh, Secure Components on your team. You can find them at www.securecomponents.com. By all means, please visit our websites. Uh, the counterfeitavoidance.org and hazardous substance free, which is hsf.us. And quickly, before I run out of time, I want to recognize the staff at Voice America that make the show possible. Uh, Brandy Jackson, General Manager, Robert Cellino, Executive Producer, Randy Jackman, Pro- Production Manager, Jeff Gerstel, Director of Host Services. Brooke Ida, Marketing and Social Media, and last but not least, Coach Branding. We have Yulia Coach, uh, who is the people-to-people production manager. Uh, She keeps me in uh, check here and makes sure that things happen. Thank you for listening and tuning in, and be sure to check back in next week, same time, 
2 p.m. on Tuesday, and we'll bring you another episode of the People to People working together for your safety. This is Stan Slot saying goodbye for today. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.